What is up, guys? Welcome to episode number 128 of Beef's Beef. We are chilling, me and BJ. Not like a villain. No, not like a villain. I've been together a bunch here lately, though. Went to a game last night. We'll talk about that later. I got that written down to talk about. Good. So I feel like that was that was a good enough game for us to have its own segment. That's fair. Uh, but as always, we are sponsored by Crystal Lackey at Century Mortgage, which is a division of Bay Equity. Crystal, good friend of mine. BJ, I still don't think it's matter, but... Yeah, went to Roosters, remember? Oh, that's right. Yeah, we did go to Roosters. I forgot about that. Everybody's friends at Roosters. Yeah. It's better than Cluckers, too. But I, I did give you I did give you credit. It was better the, the last time that I went. They know me by name now. I don't... See, that's one of those things where I don't know if it's good or it's bad. They don't really. I've never told them my name. Oh. Do they know what you order, or do you... No, you're one of those guys that order something different. No, I've been pretty consistent. Well, actually, I got the boneless recently, whereas usually I'm traditional. Yeah. But that's due to a thumb injury that occurred, thanks to fire. <laughs> and also, um, they might have known my name because of my credit card. I always pay with credit card. So that's yeah. cheating. I always get boneless. I, this may, I may be admitting this to a lot of people that don't know this. Yeah. But like I really hate getting stuff on my hands. Yeah. Like it's a it's not really a phobia of mine, but like let's say like someone's eating ice cream on TV and the ice cream gets on their hands, it oh man. It Done. makes me like really antsy. <laughs> I just like change the channel. Yep. I'm like I can't watch this. Like I can't stand when my hands are sticky and like I can't like if I'm somewhere where I can get somewhere to wash my hands, I'm gonna wash my hands immediately. Yeah. What about now, all those times I caught you picking your nose, bro? That's different. Oh, I see. That's yep. different. Totally that, different. That is different. I'd say that's much different. Yeah, that's that's totally different. Because that's my, you know, it's like what they what he said on Austin Powers. You know, everyone likes their own brand. That's a good point. Yeah, but I don't know how we always get off on these tangents. But oh well. But if you guys need a uh, if you guys need a mortgage or you need re, or if you need to refinance a house if you need a mortgage, call Crystal five zero two six one five zero seven four three. If you need wing advice, call me, but also check her out online, centurymortgage.com backslash crystal-lackey, crystal, C-R-Y-S-T-A-L. That's crystal clear, bro, and lackey, L-A-C-K-E-Y for you. The laxter, absolutely. Allegedly. <laughs> You're the one that called her that. I thought that was going to be a good nickname, and once I realized that she wasn't a fan, now I feel bad for starting a trend. I, I mean, in my opinion, as a very genuine, very yeah. organic, very natural nickname. Nickname. It just kind of came to me one day. I think it might have even been spur of the moment on the podcast, to be honest. Well, it was definitely spur of the moment. You could tell by the way you said it. Yeah. But uh, – Century Mortgage is a division of Bay Equity, and they are an equal housing lender. MLS number seven six nine eight eight. Crystal Lackey, MLS number one seven nine five nine seven. Did I write it down wrong? Uh-oh. I feel like it's five nine seven nine. It oh, is. No. Glad I caught it. One one seven nine five nine seven nine. I almost had the wrong MLS number four. I know. But I've said it so many times. I was like, wait, that eight's not right. Rang a bell. Yeah, that's pretty impressive. I'm not sure if I'm impressed by the miswriting it down, but the remembering it. I'm impressed with. Yeah. And speaking about being impressed, episode 128 brings us back in time to the number 28. You know, I think that's how old your uh, TV crush is, Miss ACC Network. No, she's 31. Mm. It's like a fine wine. 
which I don't think there's any wine that's fine, by the way. Wine is okay. It's just if you drink too much of it, it's no bueno. I think that's everything. Have you ever drank too much Coca-Cola? Rot no. your teeth out, bro. <laughs> like the dude on Big Daddy? Yeah. He drinks a lot of soda. It just doesn't end well for you. But we'll bring back some fun facts about the number 28. We'll, we'll start light. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to the month of February. Typically, February has 28 days. Now, spoiler alert. This year, it does not. This year, it does not, bro. Now, my question to you, let's see if I can stump you on the podcast already. When does a leap year occur? It's on even years every four years. Oh, every four years was the answer I was looking for, and you just took it to a next notch. You spiced it up like Bobby yeah. Flay, bro. I see what you did I knew, there. I remember when I was a kid, man, we used to go to the Clarksville Pool all the time, over by Colgate. On Leap Year? No, one of those. Me and my buddy and Matt, we had uh, season passes. Yeah. So we were there literally every day during the week of the summer. It's a good idea. And Getting your suntan on. Oh, dude. We we ran that place. It was like Sandlot. You're fake drowning. No, there was a couple <laughs> babes as lifeguards, but no, we were mostly just like we would go down the tube slides and like we would stop in the blind spots where the uh, lifeguards couldn't see us and have the other ones run into it. So then we ended up all three coming out of the slide at the same time, our tubes first, right. and then the three of us. So like the lifeguards obviously caught on and they're like watching for it. Right. But I got I said all that. There was a lifeguard that was there. Cause you know we knew all the lifeguards was there every day. Right. Uh born on leap year on February 29th. Oh man. Yeah, so he was only like 8 years old. That's pretty impressive. Now, it's going to take a long time to get a driver's license, but yeah. also you're going to age probably not too well actually. <laughs> when you're 8 years old, you probably look like you're about 32. Probably. But also, 28 is the total number of tiles in a standard box of dominoes. You any good at dominoes? Uh, I mean, I've never played an actual game of dominoes. Yeah. If I'm being 100% honest, if I get dominoes, I'm literally just setting them up to knock them down. Yeah, just kind of playing around with them? Yeah. Sometimes I play Jenga with dominoes. It makes it extra tricky because they're a little bit slippier. Jenga with yeah. dominoes? Dang, yeah. That's next level. They're a little bit more slippy and they're thinner. Slippery, not slippy. Slippy, yeah. Yeah. So, also, this is a very important fact because I don't think there's many other people who have this information. And I'm generously giving this to our listeners. This is the type of guy I am, okay? The melting point of butter starts at 28 degrees Celsius. Shout out to butter. Okay, what is that in Fahrenheit? Though I wanted to see if you would know. Well, Give me a rough translation there. Well... Freezing is zero Celsius. Mm. So I'm going to go, and then boiling is 100. 100 Celsius? Yes. So I'm going to go 52 degrees Fahrenheit. 52? You think butter melts at 52 degrees? It will begin to melt. How about 82.4 degrees Fahrenheit? I feel like it melts... Now that you say that, it's probably more like 79-ish. Yeah, I mean, it's going to begin to melt. You know what I mean? Like it. Well, with direct sunlight. But if you yeah. just have it in that type of heat, 82 degrees is when mm -hmm. it begins to melt. Yeah. So if you ever need to melt a little bit of uh, butter for your popcorn, or you, you, know, you were talking about being out of the pool, you probably uh, used that as your suntan lotion, didn't you? 
oil, oil it no. up with a little butter before going out beef there for all the you babes. You don't put butter on beef. That's a good. Well, I don't think you do. I've never done it personally. It doesn't sound like that's a real thing either. <laughs> also, January 28th. We'll give a couple of months that the 28th day is something special. J. Cole's birthday. It's also Data Privacy Day. Now, it's also Brandon Smith's birthday. Mm, shout out to Schmitty. Now, why you have Data Privacy Day? Hashtag fake news. But also, sounds like there's a conspiracy theory behind it as well, too. Now, February 28th is actually much better, in my opinion. National Tooth Fairy Day. Very important day. They chose it right before leap year. Yeah. In case you lose your tooth. And I hear the Tooth Fairy brings you double money on that day. So I'm considering pulling a couple teeth this year. Now, also, August 28th. Is another fun one. It's race your mouse around the icons day. You ever you ever participated in race your mouse around the icons day? No, but I will this year. I think you will. August twenty eighth. I think we need some friendly reminders set up on our cell phones, and we'll see who's the winner. September twenty eighth is ask a stupid question day. Now that's more like every day for me. I was about to say, dude, you will you will flourish on that day. Oh man, that's the day I should have been born on that day, dude. <laughs> I think maybe I was. There's just a discrepancy on my birth certificate. October 28th is National Chocolate Day. You know, not not a big fan of that day personally, but to each your own. Had to give a shout-out to chocolate on Chocolate's here. Chocolate's great, man. No, you know, it's not. But it does have a day specified for it, okay? So you got to give it a shout-out. October 28th. Now, also, I don't know if you've ever seen this famous album, but have you seen the Abbey Road album cover for the Beatles. Yeah, where they're walking across the street. There's also a car that's in that album. And the license plate actually has IF28 on it. Did you ever notice that? No. That's because there's a big conspiracy theory around it that thought Paul McCartney was going to die at 28 if 28. Like, if he makes it to 28. Now, shout out to old Paul boy. Made it past 28. That a boy, brother. I think he's the only one still living, ain't he? I don't know, to be honest. I know he's still, Sir Paul McCartney is still alive. He might have been cloned. There's <laughs> some, you know, information out there that sounds like he might have been a clone. He looks younger than you. Yeah, he definitely does. Uh, but that, that doesn't mean that he's a better musician than me. Also, 28 characters in the Swedish and Arabic alphabet. Very important. Shout out to the Sveeds. National Chocolate Day, Boom. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Broad generalization there, bro. What about number seven? Saturn actually takes approximately 28 years to orbit the sun. Dang. Very important information about Saturn. Last week we had Uranus. This week we got Saturn on here. Yeah. Accompanying Uranus. Also, fun fact number eight, it takes the moon just under 28 days to orbit the Earth. I didn't know that. I'm not sure I still understand that because doesn't the, the moon come up every day? Yeah, but it's still orbiting the Earth. That yeah. just means, you got to think, we're rotating on our axis. That's why we only have one full moon a month. That's fair. Now that makes a lot more sense once I saw somebody's hand description. When you turn it, like, think of putting a light bulb in yeah. the socket. That's the description I want to show all our listeners out there. Because we're orbiting. rotating we're rotating faster. Mm, now you're unscrewing it. Well, you got to think of it like this, because you named, you named how long it took those places. Earth, it takes one day... To rotate around the sun 
That's why the sun comes up one time, because mm. it's one day. Are you sure it's not 365? No. Okay. I just wanted to double check, make sure we we're fact checking evidence here. Now, also, the curing time of concrete is typically 28 days. Now, I say that to you because if anybody out there is burying anything that they don't want ever found, you got to make sure that concrete sets. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. 28 days. And you can also write your name into it probably until about like 18 days. Or no way. Well, maybe less. I think it's like a day or two you can still write it in. We're going to have to test that theory. But 28 days to cure typical standard concrete. I remember my grandpa put uh, concrete in our backyard for us to play basketball on. Ooh. Yeah. Power move right Definitely there. Definitely a power move. 100%. And our names are still written in it. But I think it was just like a day or so that we couldn't play on it, maybe. Wow. Yeah, it wasn't very long. You had that quick crete though. Yes, it was quick crete for sure. Quick crete's a different ball game, bro. That's that's some asinine stuff right there. <laughs> now, supposedly, and uh, you know, I'm gonna have to go check the records for this, but I broke down a basketball goal one time, dunking on it when I was a little kid at my first house in Indiana. So, shout out to that concrete slab that I brought the tomahawk jam. Maybe it was a two-hand dunk. Not quite sure, but it came down on top of me. One of my many injuries on or around that court. Also slid down the back stairs of my house in a cardboard box that a refrigerator came in. <laughs> Worked like a charm two out of three times. Third time, concussion, bro. It's good to know that two of my friends have at one time been inside huge boxes that either a chair or a refrigerator have been in. Yeah. Very important part of my life as well, some, too. Some of our friends will remember that story. I don't remember, but... <laughs> the the, the uh, recliner oh. story? <laughs> yeah. Recri recliner. Yeah, I was about to say, we just, we just talked about it a couple weeks ago for your yeah, birthday. I forgot about that as well, too. Um, and last but not least, we want to drop a fun fact about somebody near and dear to your heart. How about your guy of the weekend? Surprisingly enough, I'm actually being genuine this time. Nice. He's got a song of a on his trilogy album mm -hmm. by the name of Twenty Eight, right? Mm -hmm. So you didn't think I was going to know that? Well, guess who knows that? Digging, Google digging deep. No, dude, I don't use Google, bro. <laughs> don't don't give my sources. So we'll go into some fun information too. How about the people who were born in nineteen ninety two? So they'll be turning twenty eight this year. Now, great list, bro. Just, okay. Just want to warn you. Don't get too hot and heavy out of the gate because it's a long list that's got a lot of great names in it. How about we'll start with your girl, Selena Gomez. All right. Beautiful young lady. Um, your guy, Nick Jonas, you're a big Jonas Brothers fan. Our buddy, Zach Coleman's Miley Cyrus. I think America's Demi Lovato. Oh. Travis Scott, shoe guy. Yeah. Main man, Victor Oladipo. Soccer fans, Neymar. My little niece's favorite basketball player currently, Kyrie Irvin. I think it probably changes on a daily basis, so I might be wrong. <laughs> 21, 21, 21 Savage. I don't know 21 Savage is that old. I know. Uh, what about Sasha Banks, you WWE fan? No idea who that is. Sasha Banks. I think she's actually a niece. She's not a nephew. She's definitely a niece of somebody famous. Maybe a former. Ashley Banks? No. It's actually somebody who doesn't have the same name, so I can't tell you that. But Sasha Banks, all the WWE people would know her. She's very famous. What about Kate Upton? Woo Man. Olivia Culpo. Do you know who Kate Upton is married to? 
Justin Furlander. Yeah. I didn't know they were married, but I knew they were. I think I'm pretty sure they're married. I could see that. I mean, I don't blame them. Uh, good, good for him. What about OBJ? Classic here. Shout I out. didn't. I didn't know he was 28. I don't even pay attention. I don't know what being 28 means anymore. I'm it means that. he's getting old, man. That's right. Uh, Jeanette McCurdy. Shout out to iCarly. Remember? No idea who that is. Sam from iCarly, bro? I don't even know what iCarly is. Oh, my What is it, goodness. like a new iPhone or something? Dude, you're a Disney fan and you don't know what iCarly is? That might have been Nick, actually. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Aaron Judge, 28. Rich the Kid. Greatest. Remember I told you I was watching that sneaker mm-hmm. uh, podcast? Greatest episode I've ever seen in my life is Rich the Kid. He has no clue where he is. Probably couldn't even tell you his name on the podcast, <laughs> just out of it. Uh, Bryce Harper is also the $360 million man, whatever it is. He's a bum. He's not worth $360 million. You see what happens when you when you cut nope. dead weight. Well, okay. You'll win the World Series. That's fair, but he didn't really help Philadelphia win a World Series this year. What about other people who are 28? My guy, Carson Wentz, also bringing it back to Philly. Uh, Chris Bryant. Shout out to the UFC fighter, Mickey Gall. Mickey Mantle. Not Mickey Mantle. Cardi B. Do you know, uh, her, do you know her real? Uh, are you? Uh, uh, I, dude, I can't stand Cardi B. Over Nicki that's, Minaj. That's one human. No. Okay. You like Nicki Minaj better than Cardi B. 100%. Have you ever heard Cardi B talk? Yes. It makes me sick that she still breathes. She's very... She's annoying. She's very good at what she does. That's what she is. She doesn't do anything but but make noises. That's a good point. She's very unique. Yeah. What about... Do you know her real name? I don't care to know her real name. I think it's like Belkalis Alamazar. No, she's named after... She's named after... uh, Bacardi, but that's not her real name. Yeah. And then also, the, the Twitter was shutting down her Twitter handle because there was licensing infringement there, <laughs> calling herself Bacardi. But also, we've got other people who were born in 92. How about Le'Veon Bell? Okay. Julie Ertz, your who, boy. Who's you Julie Ertz? What? That was the girl who kicked that deep field goal. Also, Zach Ertz's wife. The one that's on the commercial? Yeah. And also, Team USA soccer star. Uh, Teddy B, Teddy Bridgewater. Yeah. thought you liked that. Finally given a good one. Blake Bortles, Ha Ha Clinton Dix. Shout out to another UFC fighter, Rose Nama Yunus. Tyron Matthew, uh, championship He winner, seems right? so much older. He does feel like he's played for a while. That's the weird thing. Uh, Rudy Gobert, Mookie Betts, Devontae Freeman. Shout out to my guy, Harrison Barnes. He feels like he's older. Yeah. He plays like he's older. Doug McDermott, Cody Zeller, and Tim Hardaway Jr. So so you named two guys on there before you got here. Uh, it was on ESPNU when you got here. It was playing that Virginia thing. Right. They were playing the Michigan-IU game from 2013. Mm. I did not remember Indiana being number three. And then I started seeing all these players, and I was like, dude, we beat this Michigan team for the title game? Yeah. They had Trey Burke, they had Nick Stauskas, Tim Hardaway Jr., Karis LeVert, Clint Robinson, Robinson the third, the third. Yep. Uh, Caleb Charchewski, and then they had a couple guys that were on the bench that uh, were were pretty young. But I was like, oh my gosh. I didn't remember Karis LeVert being there. 
Yeah, Karis LeVert's a great player. Yeah, he's he plays for the Nets now, right? He was younger though, or older. I think One he was. Two. I think he was younger. Okay. And then IU had. Yeah, he does play for the Nets. By the way, you are correct. He uh, IU had Yogi. They had Zeller. They had Oladipo. Watford was still there. What about Sheehy? Will Sheehy? Yeah, Sheehy was there, and so was uh, Jordan Holes. Yep. And what's funny is Jordan Holes got fouled, and Nicky V was like, "Oh, he's automatic. He's automatic. He's gone down a little bit from last year, but he's automatic." And he pulled up. He shot seventy-eight percent. Commentator curse. <laughs> no, he shot seventy-eight percent for the for the year. Did he make it though? He, he made both of them. Oh, okay. But it was just funny that he said that because I was like, "He's shooting seventy-eight percent." Yeah. I think he is a pretty good free throw shooter, but 78% is not that phenomenal. No. All right. Well, we'll go into movies released in 1992 as well. Keep in mind, these are all actually released in 92. Not a fantastic year, but there's some good ones on here. You said that before. I said that last week, and I I think last week's was worse than this week's, and this week's is not great. Uh, I think Mighty Ducks came out back then. What about Juice with your guy? Tupac, baby. Two packs. Uh, Wayne's World, classic movie okay. right there. Not not my personal favorite, but classic. Good one, though. White Man Can't Jump. Oh, solid. Classic. Be- Beethoven, your your dog lovers. Which out one? There are the like first that. one? First one. Second one's better, but first one's still good. Ooh, well, there's also a second one on here that's better. Um, Sister Act, that's the first one, though, not the second one. Okay. We'll, we'll get into that later. Patriot Games, Batman Returns. Oh, Goat. Batman Returns? Goat of all the Batman movies. Wow. Fight me. That's impressive. It's the goat of all Batman movies. Even the Dark Knight. Don't at me. I'm glad I put it on the list then because it almost got left off. Uh, Pinocchio. You know anything about Pinocchio? Pinocchio, that's one with Johnson Taylor Thomas. That was the remake. Oh. Yeah. Little known fact there. What about First Three Ninjas? Classic as well, too. Oh. The Mighty Ducks. See, I, I said it. I called that one. You did. Now, let me go ahead and talk about this, because oh, I don't man. know if we talked about this on here or not. Have you gone back and watched Three Ninjas lately? Not lately, but I did see it semi-recently. Absolutely atrocious. They're so yeah. bad. <laughs> yeah. They are really, really bad. It's still comical, though. They bring back a lot of good memories. I mean, you still got to love the Rocky Loves Emily part. I was getting ready to say that. Um, the pizza dude. Yeah. The babysitter. Yeah. I mean, come on, bro. But, dude, pick a better-looking babe, dude. Emily was a dog. Yeah. She was not even hot. I don't know if we're allowed to say that at our age. Well, you got to think, when we were watching it, we were younger. Right. And she's obviously... She's a lot older than us. A lot older? I would think so. No, she was... That movie came came out in 92. She was probably, probably, what, 11? They were probably 11 or 12. That's eight years older than us. Yeah. She's like 40 now, dude. Yeah, still a young spry chicken. Yeah, I mean, I'm about to look this up. In the 40 game, she's probably, you know, a decent looker. She, maybe she, We're going to pull it up. She's going to look haggard, dude. Yeah, I think she might as well, too. <laughs> but also, what about a couple of other movies? Best movie on the list, Reservoir Dogs. Oh, solid pick, dude. Favorite movie on that list. Top. Tony hates that movie. I could see why. Tony's a hater. Also... Top 10 movie of all time on my list. Boom. Warriors, Reservoir Dogs, Training Day. Warriors came out that year? 
No, I'm just saying those oh. are the movies that are my top ten list. Can list I can list. I hurt your feelings? I've never seen Warriors. I know you mentioned that to me, but at one point in your life you'll see it and you'll respect my decision there. Dang, dude, so, I think we might be wrong. We? I said she was gorgeous. You, now, no, you did not. That's I think <laughs> that, I, that's not. What oh, you said. I definitely said that, bro. I've done my research. She's, I mean, she's not like oh man, but. Right. She's What's her real name? Bro, she's 40. She's 40 on the dot. I called it. You did call it. 1980. Whoa. Her name is Kate Sargent. Kate. Shout out to Kate. Come on the podcast. I mean, I she ain't said bad. That. That's a good picture. That's a very... I mean, look what at that. Where'd her chin go there? She's related to Steibretter. She's on the right. Steve I mean, she... Is she... Oh, my goodness. No, but she ain't haggard like I thought she would be. Who's her friend on the left there? Shout out to your boy. Oh, yeah. Um, She I, ain't bad, though. She's not bad. Now, also... Let's see who has the better life. Let's look at Rocky from Three Ninjas. <laughs> Rocky's probably wifed up. Rocky's probably... Uh, let's see, what's Rocky doing? Rocky's probably a journalist. A journalist? I could see him being a, you know... <laughs> he was very opinionated. CNBC, late night, journalism. Or maybe maybe 2020, or what's that? What's the one show? What's the very pop? 60 Minutes? Mm -hmm. Maybe a 60-minute guy. Something like that. 2016. What about I'll then, finish off my last couple of movies while is. you're looking. Oh, he's a Backstreet Boy. I don't know what he does. He looks like an aged Backstreet Boy. He's not been in the game since Three Ninjas Knuckle Up. Not but he got a game. degree in psychology. He's now a psychologist. Ooh, psych major. Psychologist that's in L.A. That's worrisome. In L.A.? Yeah. Look at Colt, dude. He kind of fell off a little bit. Yeah. I'm anxious to see Tum Tum, though. Tum Tum. Look at Tum Tum, dude. Tum -tums. The glow up is real, dude. Tum Tum's a hipster. He made some TV appearances on ER and Step by Step. What a classic movie that they he never He played football through college else. and is now a coach at his old high school. Wow. Yeah. I I could see Tum Tum being a football player. Did he eat Twizzlers while he's playing? Oh, he had to. Had to have. I would have kept the tradition alive. The only just... thing that would have made this article better if it was going through all of these because it's showing then than now. Yeah. Is if it showed the grandpa here, then it showed like a casket. <laughs> <laughs> so bad, but Mr. So... Miyagi there. Yeah. It would have been so funny to yeah. me though. Yeah, and it just showed a guy, and then had a picture of a woman. He turned no, it didn't. Into a that woman. was a woman. Missed. What's the grandpa's name? That's the woman. What was the grandpa's name? In the they just called him Grandpa. Grandpa, Grandpa, Grandpa Mori. Grandpa decided to become a woman. This thing says, "I don't know about you, but the wizened Grandpa Mori was always my favorite character. He was played by Victor Wong. Victor. Um, oh, he did die. He died in two thousand and one. So they could have done it. Yeah, that's why his picture is from the movie. It looks exactly like he does that in the movie. One? That's not from the movie. Yeah. No, he can't see you. I'm leave that one alone. Also. <laughs> last three on the list aladdin had to get another disney movie on there for you a few good men and last but not least the one that i alluded to earlier home alone 2 lost Solid, in new York. Dude. classic movie definitely the best of the home alone which is high praise because home alone 1 is obviously a great movie great movie very solid great movie <laughs> i was <laughs> listening to King this thing the other day and I, I missed some of them. Yeah. So I was going back and I listened to the Christmas episode and they started talking about Christmas movies and, and Theo brought up the uh, or they brought up Home Alone 
uh, when he was in New York, and they said the exact same thing that two was better, more violent. Yeah, I mean, he just he did more things. It was it was a lot better. Yeah, and <laughs> it's almost like he matured into that role. Brendan Schaub start talking about how the lady, he's, yeah, you know the lady that that uh, had sex with all the birds. Oh no, <laughs> pigeon lady. But he, uh, he he definitely said it in a different way. But right, <laughs> it just reminded me of him talking about. That. It, was, it caught me off guard when he said it. I was like, what are you talking about, dude? So when we were in Gatlinburg recently, there was a guy who was pigeon lady, except for he was pigeon man. And oh, he, man. Was, he was feeding all the pigeons. It got a little worrisome there. Was, they were sitting all over him and feeding him. It, it was very Wait, they were sitting on him? Yeah, on him. Because at first I didn't know he was feeding them. I'm like, dude, that guy's got pigeons on his knees and arms and everything. Yeah. And we were in... Uh, What's that uh, gumbo or... Uh, Bubba Gump? Bubba Gump. Yeah, we were in Bubba Gump, and we could see him out there. And they didn't believe me at first, and then finally they looked, and they're like, oh, my goodness. And I was like, oh, he's feeding them. Like, that That makes sense. That was uh, Gallenberger. That's where I, that's where I was, uh, took a picture of that monkey. Yeah. And I also hear it's flooded now. One of the restaurants that we ate at is I saw that floating. Yeah, the old mill. Shout out to the old mill. Man. Hopefully they bring it back because it was actually pretty good. Forget what I had, but it was good. Also, how about top 100 Billboard hits? Now, keep in mind, not all of these songs. I, I did some additional research last week. Not all these songs released in 92. These were just the top 100 Billboard hits of 1992. What about End of the Road, Boys to Men? Solid. By the way, this week is a major upgrade musically. How about Baby Got Back by Sir Mix-a-Lock? Okay. Sing that song about Cardi B. Also, Jump by Criss Cross. Okay. Classic. Underrated hip-hop group. You know, I mean, who else wears their clothes backwards besides America? Dyslexic people. That actually could be true. Uh, Under the Bridge by the Red Hot Chili Peppers. Great song as well, too. I don't know that one. I probably know if I heard it, but I don't know it by the title. You'd know it. Uh, I'm Too Sexy by Right Said Fred solid interesting name of his group as well too or individual songwriter name i'm not sure what that is black or white with michael jackson achy breaky heart by billy ray silas cyrus silas double cyrus uh, mentioned on the podcast today amazing world record uh what about i'll be there by mariah carey oh solid shout out to mariah Life is a Highway, the original version, not the Disney Cars version with your Rascal Flat singers by that Tom Cochran feller. What about the song that I listened to before every basketball game of my career? That was semi-important. Jump Around by House of Pain. Shout out to North Carolina Tar Heels as well. Smells Like Teen Spirit, Nirvana. Nirvana. Too Legit to Quit, MC MC Hammer. Hammer. Saw that song live. And somehow, Bohemian Rhapsody was still on there. <laughs> Dang. I know. When I saw it, I thought that has I, to be nope, a world I record. I know why. Why? That was the year he died. Whoa. That's sad. It would make sense. Yeah. I thought maybe, for some reason, that was like a world record for the longest time being on there. Because I think that song released in like 79 or 80-something. Yeah. I'm almost positive that was the year he passed away from uh, HIV. That would make sense, though, why it was on there then. But if it was on there for like 13 years, that would be pretty impressive. Now, so, go ahead. So is today the last day they play games for this week? Of what? Of NBA? NBA? Yeah. I would guess so. Yeah, because you got to have dunk contests and everything. But 
I've got a couple of who am I's for you. Now, right. we, we didn't do the college because I already told you last week, NCAA screwed us on that, but we'll get NCAA back, okay? All right. Now, we'll start off. I, I'm going to warn you. You're going to need to put your thinking cap on, bro, okay? So put, put that thinking cap on. We might have to give some bonus hints for the viewers at home. I'm over here getting nudged. Yeah, while they're viewing it. What about who am I, number one? Fact number one, born in San Francisco, California on July 24th, 1996. Now, for you counting at home, that makes him 23 years of age currently. I hope I did that math correctly. Also, he's listed as 6'1", 220 pounds. I'm going to be 100% honest. I didn't think he was that tall or that big either. Fun fact number three. He was a two-sport athlete in high school at Freedom High School, playing both football and basketball. Now, fun side note, he shot an abysmal 57% from the free throw line his high school career. Not, Jeez. Not, not a great free throw shooter for 6'1". He might have been under that in high school as well, too. Fun fact number four. This is where you got to put the thinking cap on. He had 47 full-ride scholarships coming out of high school. And he was ranked the number one player in his position by Rivals.com. Now, some of those schools I'm going to list for you, okay? Alabama, Oklahoma, Cal, Wisconsin, and UCLA. That's key, okay? Fun fact number five. In his freshman year, he had a 76-yard touchdown reception, which is the longest catch ever by a freshman at that position for that school. Now, later, I'll give you that hint, but I've already given you a little bit of a hint on that school, okay? So, recapping, born in San Francisco, 23 years old, 6'1", 220, shoots 57% from the free throw line in his high school career. Trick hint there, by the way. Spoiler alert, 47 full-ride scholarships. One of those schools that I mentioned he might have gone to. Fun fact number six. After playing two years in college, he was originally projected as a first-round talent in the 2017 NFL Draft, but due to off-field issues, he was not invited to the Combine and then fell to the 48th pick overall of the 2017 Draft. That's the second round for you counting at home. He was also the fourth player at his position drafted that year. So 2017 Draft... Fourth player at his position drafted. Very important position in the NFL as well, too. Fun fact number seven. This will help you. I don't know how many people at home it will help. He was on my fantasy football team this year. And he also played for a team, this will help everybody, who went a whopping 2-14. and 14. Now, if you recall, there's only one team in the NFL who went 2-14, and 14, I believe. They were not so good. We're looking for number 28. Is this right, by the way? What? I'm going to have to do. Do you know who it is? I believe so. Now that you just said Did that, I, I'm a little is bit. Is that worried. right? Where is it? Oh, down the bottom. Yes. Do do a Google search of a jersey just to make sure. Because okay. now that I'm saying it, I'm seeing a different number, even <laughs> though when I looked at it, that's what I saw. But double, double check me there. I don't okay. know why I'm seeing number five in my head. I No, you're right. It's not number five. Okay. It's 28. Yeah. Good. Hallelujah. 
that I, I could have ruined the second segment for the second time <laughs> in my career really badly right there. Fun fact about who am I number one, okay? We'll go to the next gentleman. So if you didn't count at home, 2-14 and is the hint that you need there. What team went 2-14? and 14? They might have been about, what, hour and 45 minutes away from us? Yeah, I might have went to two of their games this year. One of your good friends, who we also mentioned in this podcast, might also be a friend or a, a fan. I don't know how much longer, though. That's right. A fan or a fan or a friend? A fan. Oh no, no. <laughs> where, where to push that one? No, a, a fan. Good place to publicly denounce your friend yeah. on the podcast. Great way to do it, and I like that early power move. Uh, now, fun fact about this player: it's going to be very, very tough. Okay, I'm just going to warn you. You thought you had to put your thinking cap on for number one. You did a great job, from what I saw. Number two. This is a stretch. I don't know if you know this, but not many players in the NBA have ever worn the number 28. It was what we like to call slim pickings. So far as a couple years ago, there was only two of them who wore the number in the entire NBA. Okay? Like all time? No, during oh, during okay. that season. And I'm just going to tell you, one of them was Mbenga. Do you remember Mbenga who played DJ for the Mbenga played for That dude was huge yeah but he was one of the few players who wore the number 28 and he didn't make the list so i'm just <laughs> mari if you know, if you got 10 options you just have one of them taken out so you only got nine other options right starting with born in rowan france on november 15th 1986 so we got pick up sticks two players back-to-back weeks born in france yeah now, doing the math, he's 33 years old, okay? So up there in age as far as an NBA player. Listed as 6'11", 262. So not quite as tall as our player from last week, but plays the same position. That's a bonus hint. I didn't even have that on there. Fun fact number three. His Benyanese father helped Africans immigrate to France and his Jamaican mother was a preschool teacher. Very blended family. I like that. I definitely thought you said bend your knees. Bend your knees. I knew. It does sound. Bend your knees? Mm-hmm. What's up? Bend your knees when you're shooting free throws. That's what I was thinking. Right. Uh, fun fact number four. He was selected 28th overall in the 2005 NBA draft. Now, he was picked by the San Antonio Spurs. Crazy story about that. He was a shock to many other teams and league officials because he actually wasn't even listed among the 128 players on the NBA draft guide. Shout out to the Spurs for going off the sheets, right? Now, he was also widely considered a project player. He was a big athletic. He was an athletic big, excuse me. And this was a rare miss by Sam Presti and the San Antonio Spurs organization. So... Still in the NBA, but not an elite NBA player by any means. And didn't fit the Spurs system like what they had hoped, as many other players have. Besides Keldon Johnson this year, who I'm shocked still isn't playing. (laughs) Anyways, fun fact number five. He's now played for four NBA franchises. Now, I'm going to list these for you in order because I think this one's going to be a tough one. So we already mentioned he was drafted by the Spurs, okay? He played for the Spurs and their G League affiliate mainly. Then he ended up going to the Mavs. Then he was just at the Pacers a couple of years ago. 
Now he is currently playing for the Washington Wizards. So I think you you might have a chance of knowing him from the Pacers. I mean, you could know him from the Mavs too, but because they had some pretty good teams when he was there. But probably my bet is you might know him from the Pacers. We saw him play as well too. Now, I don't know how much that's going to help you, but anyways. Fun fact number six. He was an NBA champion in 2011 with the Dallas Mavericks. He was actually a key role player. I think he averaged around 18 to 20 minutes per game. Fun fact number seven. By the way, I'm giving you nine facts on this one because I think you might need it if you can't tell. (laughs) Fun fact number seven. In the 2014-15 season with the Pacers, he actually recorded the lowest free throw percentage in the history of the NBA, under 31% from the line. Power move. For the whole season? For the whole season, he averaged oh under. Oh, my gosh. So we hit, we say hack a Shaq. We say hack a DeAndre. We say hack a whoever else. I think we should change it hack to Alonzo. hack a who this guy is. Fun fact number eight. You thought I was going to say his name there, didn't you? I was really nervous you were going to. I was. You, you know, got close to saying it. No, I knew in my head it was like a setup from the start. In 2016, he signed a four-year contract for $64 million with the Washington Wizards. So he's still on that contract. It's a lot of money for this guy. I'm just going to tell you. Final fact number nine. This year, he's averaging just under 22 minutes per game. He's shooting 50% from the field, 64% from the free throw line. So he's more than doubled his percentage. Shout out to him for working. And Ben Janese, eight points per game. Six rebounds per game, under two assists per game, and under two blocks per game. Who am I? Tough one. Yeah. I don't even know how many of our listeners, when we say the name, will know who it is. I definitely probably wouldn't have known it from the hints that I gave you. And I tried to dig deep and get additional hints to find something that would help you. The Mavs winning... I don't know if you remember a lot of that Mavs roster, but remember they didn't have a ton of centers? No. So obviously he was one of two centers, really. I mean, they played Dirk big a couple of times, but not really at center much. And then also the Pacers, to me, is where I I really know him from the Pacers. Ah, man. Go back to the first one. Drop some knowledge on the folks. Who was who am I number one? Number one was Joe Mixon. Joe Mixon. Starting in front of my guy, Giovanni Bernard. Yeah. Man, dude, I'm racking my brain for the second one. This one's a tough one. This was probably as far as a player. The Mikel Petrus one threw you off, remember? Yeah. And there wasn't a lot of great numbers here. And there, This he, one, for a little bit, I thought it was Boris Diaw. Oh, he is French. And he was, and he played for the Spurs. And he played for, and he played I, for the Mavericks. <laughs> I think he was drafted by the Spurs. I think he was too, drafted by the Suns, he? wasn't he? Oh yeah, you're right. Ended up with the Spurs. Actually, no. I think he was drafted by Boston, and he was traded, traded in the Joe Johnson trade. I could see that. I think you're right, though. Originally, he played with the Suns. Yeah, I think you're right. So that's who I was originally thinking. But then when you said his age, I was like, nope, too young to be Boris Diaw. Yeah, just by a little. I think Boris is probably, what, 37? He's up there. He might be 40. Wow. 
So, yeah, I think a lot of those foreign guys that are coming over most of the time are a little bit older. Yeah. And this was the opposite. This was he got drafted before he was ready. So he's a big place yep. for the Wizards. Yep. 6'11 center. Yep. Oh, my goodness. I mean, he's playing. Have you watched the Wizards play at all this year? I haven't watched the NBA really at all yeah. since LeBron went to the Lakers. Wizards aren't on very often. But Mortz Wagner plays there. <laughs> If that tells you. Thomas Bryant, I think, is their starting center. It makes center. me laugh, too. <laughs> and then this guy is another piece. I'm, I'm going to be 100% honest with you, man. I do not know. I think even if you rack your brain a little more, you wouldn't get it. I'm, I'm going to tell you. Jan Mahimi. Yeah, I would have never gotten that one. As far as guessing him, is just a tough one. I know you know who Jan is. Yeah. But probably not a guy that you're just going to automatically assume. But only guy, to the best of my knowledge, wearing the number 28 in the NBA this year. So I had to choose him. And also, not many historical players were known for wearing the number 28. It's like I said, there was literally about 10 on the list. And most of them were guys who wore them. Like Sam Cassell wore it for one year (laughs) with Boston, I think. So do I go back and give him? Well, I probably would have been easier. Yeah, that would have been an easy one if you said him. Well, yeah, with the hints, but wearing the number 28, you'd never known who it was. No, because I think he wore 21 most of the time, or 20. Yeah, I think you're right, 20. Oh, uh, couldn't have been 21 in, in Minnesota. Yeah, I guess it was 20. No. All right, so I guess that moves us to our locks of the week. Hopefully you don't have 1,000 this week. Boom. How many you got this week? 15. Jesus, dude. That was last week I had 15. Hey, they're all... Just money line. I, I didn't give you any spreads. Yeah, but it takes forever for you to explain everything about them. I didn't even explain them last week. I just read them. And I'll give you an explanation before you can even continue complaining. I wasn't going to complain. I was just going to tell you that I missed mine last week and then give you mine. And if you remember correctly, I told you you were going to miss yours. So that should count yeah, as Yeah, but I only missed points. it by seven points. I told you... If yeah. you remember correctly, I told you you would miss yours. Oh, you mean only seven points? Seven points is a ton in a spread. It won by 18, though. Yeah, and the spread was 25. So? I, I recall. Yeah, but you missed a full game for yours. That's right. And if you remember, the game I missed was your favorite team in the NBA, the Los Angeles Lakers. Everybody else, all 14 other people hit. John Jones almost messed that up as well, too. Oh, Johnny Bones. If he didn't have the title, he probably would have lost. I know. Even though that's not a criteria for them grading, I think that plays into maybe some of the judges saw a little different than what some other people saw. But this week, I'm going to the conference that I despise the most. Oh. The Big Ten. The Big Ten. You're taking a home team. Nope. I'm taking a road team. I'm taking this game also. I'm taking a road team. I'm taking Iowa. I'm not taking that game. Iowa's a two and a half point underdog at IU. Wow. And I'm taking Iowa. I can't wait. For Purdue you to be just wrong. went to Assembly Hall when you had Bob Knight come back <laughs> and got housed. IU sucks. <laughs> IU sucks. I don't care who gets hurt with that. IU sucks. The Big Ten sucks outside of Maryland and Penn State. Mm, Penn State. I'm starting. Penn State's starting to grow on me. The rest of the Big Ten is terrible. I'm tired of hearing it's the best conference. I'm done. I told you weeks ago. Who is the Big 12? 
I mean, it has to be. Okay. I just, I can't, there's no way that that conference is the best conference. Their second best team has like seven or eight losses. <laughs> like, and, oh, they're beating up. No, they're not. Don't bring that garbage to the table. I think Ben State has six losses, which is close, but. Yeah, I mean, you have three teams in the ACC. Granted, after that, your next best team is Virginia, yeah. who had three points in overtime last night. After scoring 73 against us, which blows my mind. You, that's the next best team in the ACC. But the next best team in the Big Ten, I mean, you have Maryland, who I think Maryland is an actual national title contender. Ooh. I mean, I think they have four losses. Cowan Jr. is legit. Yeah. I And, I mean, they're a good – they're a solid team. I've said that from the beginning of the season. I thought Maryland was solid. Yeah. But Penn State's growing on me. I could see them getting better. And outside of that, like, I'm, there's not anyone in there you could sell me that I think could win a title. Not one. Yeah, so I, I legitimately teams, think the top three teams in the ACC could win a national title. Right. I legitimately think that, and that's not me being biased. You give me Duke, Louisville, and Florida State against the against the field, and I would feel okay. I think Duke's kind of underrated in this all because Duke hasn't really been healthy, and obviously they're freshmen, so that's tough situation. Isn't but. it crazy to think that they have probably the best freshman in college basketball and he's not getting talked about at all? Vernon Carey? Yeah. He's by far the best freshman in college and basketball. And no one's really talking about him at all. Well, he's going to be ACC Player of the Year this year. I don't know if he'll be that. Who is Nora? I mean, there's a good chance. That's the only two in the conversation and, and Vernon unless, Carey Unless you Jr. want to count Mooney, because Mooney's having a solid season again, too. No, but not on. Vernon Carey Jr. will be the ACC Player of the Year. Nora will finish second. I mean, as long as they keep doing what they're doing, yeah. obviously. As of right now, that's the order I got them in, and I don't see that changing. But, like, if you say, okay, I'll give you the top three from the ACC against the field, I would take those top three in the ACC and feel okay. Against the field. Against the field, I would. I'd probably take Big 12 top two. Kansas and Baylor? Yeah. I think Baylor's going to sputter down the stretch. Yeah. Mark my words. But, I think they will start to flutter off, and people will be like, man. Because I – the thing, the thing Baylor's with the, got so much depth though, and they're not young kids. The thing with a team like Baylor though is something that I always kind of notice about teams that win title games. They have a guy that they can go to to get that bucket. Yeah, and I don't feel like Baylor really. They have a whole team that can play, but they don't really have that guy that down the stretch they can go to to get that bucket if they have to. Yeah, but they do have a great defensive minded team. They play well together. They don't really have any glaring holes. They've got good depth. Like foul trouble isn't going to hurt them. They can play different style of basketball. Like I think they match up well against most of the opponents who will be in the field who are contenders. I'd say to me, to be a hundred percent honest, Baylor's, Baylor's biggest concern will be the first two rounds. Like if they can somehow manage to make it past the first two rounds, I think they'll be very competitive. But yeah. obviously. If you come into the tournament as the favorite, how often do you win it? Yeah. I mean, it's happened before, but there's how many other teams? 68 teams now who want to come and take that title from you? There's 67 teams other than you, yeah. Right. I think there's 68 in all. So there's a good chance that you, you slip up one night and it ends quickly. Yeah. But I've got a couple of locks for you. Since you complained about not using the spread – I'm going to go ahead and use it. And I'm not going to give you any explanation on these. I'm just going to give you my picks <laughs> since I've got 11 of them. Oh, my gosh. Butler has five-and-a-half-point favorites over Xavier. How's that looking? Uh, Richmond, four-and-a-half-point favorites at LaSalle. 
Ohio State six-point favorites at home against Rutgers. Big Ten, you got to take the home team. That's the mistake you made tonight. Shout-out to Lehigh, eight-point favorites over Holy Cross. By the way, Lehigh has six wins on the season, and Holy Cross has three wins on the season, and I'm taking that game. <laughs> I'm also taking your UofL Cardinals as six-point favorites tonight against Georgia Tech. And I, I saw will, them at five-and-a-half. I'll give you five-and-a-half. I'll take five-and-a-half. I will give you an analytical breakdown. We watched that last game. The adjustment they're going to make on DeVoe tonight will win them the game. Yeah. They'll slow Alvarado down. Banks will get in foul trouble again. And DeVoe force him to the right. I actually told somebody today that he's like, I feel like they're going to lose their game today. And I said, I think they'll cover the spread. Yeah. I mean, it's only five and a half. So yeah. that's what worried me is it should be a lot more. I know they didn't play well against them previously. Uh, Moses will play a key part in that Moses Brown I, mm-hmm. I like him I think he's the guy who's the X factor tonight because he really didn't have a good game even though point wise I think he still ended up with what 18 it, yeah he he killed us quietly right yeah but he's a great player and I think he needs to play big it's Georgia Tech's really only seven deep so gonna need some production there uh, moving on I'm gonna take Villanova's five point favorites over Marquette at home I'm also taking Houston. So you're taking him to cover that? Yeah. Not a believer in Marquette? No. I think Villanova at home. That's that's Philly. You know what I'm saying? Philly strong. Yeah, but Marquette just beat the brakes off of Butler. I know. Um, and I also not overly impressed with Butler. Moving on. Houston, you take him to cover the spread. I know, but <laughs> I'm, about to say. I'm not overly impressed with him. Um, Houston as five-and-a-half-point favorites at South Florida. Pittsburgh, three-and-a-half-point favorites over Clemson at home. That one worries me because why are they only three-and-a-half-point favorites at home against Clemson? I don't know. Pittsburgh's not that good. Clemson's not that good. But three-and-a-half points? Come on. Should be more. Michigan, five-and-a-half-point favorites at Northwestern. I thought that's the game you were taking on the road. No. I'm also taking the Hawks, which this is not looking good for me, as two-point favorites over over Cleveland at Cleveland tonight. <laughs> so I hope that's the one that I miss. Um, I'm also taking Milwaukee as one-point favorites at Indiana. Don't understand that one. Uh, Giannis is sitting out. Oh, you are you? I just saw it on the bottom. That's why I asked if this was the last game. Listen, Las Vegas, hey, man, I don't like you. Now I know <laughs> why they're one-point favorites. Yeah, I literally just saw it on that. When I asked that question, yeah. it just showed that Giannis was sitting out. That's terrible. That's very disrespectful of him to do that to me when I'm taking him. And last but not least, I'm going to guess you're going to tell me somebody's sitting out in this game because Toronto's only three-point favorites at Brooklyn. So who's sitting uh, out in that one? I didn't see that one, but we'll see here in a second because it's at the bottom. Siakam sitting out. Casal sitting out. Lowry <laughs> sitting out. Van Vliet sitting out. We're starting Patrick McCall. What, what a shot there by Miles Powell. Yeah, National Player of the Year. Yeah, I do like Miles Powell, but that was a terrible shot. Yeah. Um, so that's my 11 picks. I'm, I'm going to go. By the way, I'm on your Houston bandwagon now, by the way. Ooh. I, I like, like that Houston team. I told you. Uh, I I mean, I like them a couple weeks now, but I, I hadn't mentioned it on here. I do like that Houston team. Yeah. Very slept on team. In my opinion, could be the best team in the the American. Ooh. I thought you were going to say in Texas. No. Who's, I mean. <laughs> Baylor, number one. Oh, no, no. I won't go that far. <laughs> yeah. No, I won't go that far. But I think Houston could definitely 
make some noise and maybe be the Cinderella of the tournament. He'd walk like three times. I told you, that's why I still don't understand why Kansas didn't want Quentin Grimes. I mean, you look at what he's doing there, two-way player. Key All piece. right, I'll go ahead and go out on a limb. Houston will make it farther in the tournament than Kansas will. Ooh. I'm going out on a limb with that one. I've got Houston Sweet 16 team. That's what I've got. Houston will go further in the tournament than Kansas. Mark it down now. Wow. So are you going to injure Azubuki? Because if he does, you, you're probably right. I'm not. I'm, I I haven't been sold on Kansas all season. I think after Ozabuki, watching them turn it over that many times against Duke in the first game of the season. Yeah, and what they turned over like twenty nine times. But they only have one ball handler at that point. I mean, Garrett comes in and handles it, but Devon Dotson was only point guard, and he didn't play well at the beginning of the season. Now he's by far picked to be the uh, player of the conference. I'll tell you this: first team all ugly is uh, definitely Garrett. That dude looks like a roach. Yeah, but he's good. He is good, but he needs to go back to his old hair, I think. I think so, too. But he's a guy who I feel like, as far as my game, like that's the game that I play. Whoever Zero is right here, dude, he travels every time he touches the ball. Yeah. It's also, bad. He also runs with his toes outside his kneecaps. <laughs> <laughs> it's very it's, important. It was that was definitely a different observation, but I'm going to watch for that now. Yeah, please do, because you'll, you'll see it right away. So... Louisville last week had a tough game for a lot of it against Wake Forest. Um, yeah, down 15 at one point, right? Yeah, down 15 in the first half, down 12 at the half, and they were in the locker room for a while. Right. And um, they came out and just absolutely kicked them in the teeth. Pressure ramped up. Yeah, and I, t- I told you that I felt bad for Danny Manning. Because it literally looked like no one wanted to be there for him in the second half. Right. Like, none of his assistants were coaching. Like, if you watch good teams, like, even these guys right now, like, there's nothing really for them to say. But, like, if they were on defense most of the time, you're going to see these Creighton guys up coaching one of the players. Or if it was a dead ball, you would see, like, dead balls, the assistants didn't really say anything. Yeah. It was just didn't feel like any they wanted to be there at all. Um, Which, could you imagine him going to Vandy? And then having no help on, you're on an island oh, yeah. out there on the sideline. Yeah, it took me a second. To, yeah, <laughs> yeah, that that would be bad. I, and I, like I said, I felt bad for him. I honestly thought he was going to be a good coach. Uh, right. I mean, maybe he just got really lucky because he had um, what's his name for the Hawks there, Collins. Yeah, just because he had Collins there. What a beautiful pass. Uh, and that you know they kind of made him look a lot better his first year. Yeah. But, I, just, I don't get it, man. His teams are terrible. Surprisingly enough, a lot of these players who are like big-name guys who are not well-known are not great recruiters. Like Penny's obviously an icon. Yeah. And so I think he that's helped him get some recruits. But a lot of other guys we've seen who are really great players for specific colleges, if they're not at their alma mater, they're just not getting the names they need to win. Your guy, Stackhouse? Yeah. Um, although he did, I can't well, really say just, it because he did get your guy last year. Garland. Garland. He wasn't Garland. there. That was Drew who got him. Was that Drew Yeah, there? this is his first year, isn't it? Yeah, he did get Scottie Pippen Jr. Yes. And that, that was a great pickup. I like Scottie Pippen Jr. He got somebody else that's decent. I can't remember who it was, but yeah. I, who was the other guy you were thinking of that maybe wasn't living up as a an NBA player? There was somebody I went blank when I was just trying to think of the other player. Um, 
I just felt like former players in general, Fred Hoiberg had that for a while where really, I mean, he wasn't a great player, but he was a good player and he really wasn't getting the recruiting classes he was needing. Probably still isn't. Not won a lot of games he's, this year. He's where now? Uh, Big oh. Ten somewhere, right? Nebraska? Yeah, because he was at Iowa State and he left and went to the Bulls. That was his biggest mistake. He was on fire at Iowa State. Yeah, but I, I think he walked into that team. Remember DeAndre Kane was there? Well, he is he's a George he's Yang. an Iowa State alumni, I believe. Yeah, the governor and, or the mayor, one of the two. Yeah, and he was I mean, he was just getting kids to come there cuz it was an easy sell for him cuz he knew it. Right. But that's what I'm saying. I think he walked into a team that was really good and then he kept those players there. They were all four-year guys or maybe even five-year guys. So I'm saying that to me, who was his big guy, the one that was afraid to fly on planes? Royce White. Yeah, Royce White. Yeah, he he did have some nice squads. Yeah, I think Royce might have been there before Hoiberg was there. I could be wrong. We got to look at that. But Georges Niang was the other big guy who I thought was a really oh, good. Oh man, Niang was so nice. Yeah, I watched him have a couple of really tough games, as everybody does. But I watched him have a couple of great games. I still say DeAndre Kane is my favorite Iowa State player of all time, probably. Like that, I just well, I watch him play for that overseas elite team in the TBT tournament. Yeah, and I love it. He yeah, just, I'm ready for this year's TBT now. Oh, yeah. I'm going to be keeping up with it with Louisville having a team in it. Yep. I'm pumped. I hope there's somewhere around here that we can go to it. That'd be great. Yeah. Because I'm sure there'll be regionals and stuff, yeah. And the big three. I want to go to the big three, and I want to go to that both. I want to support stuff like that that people are investing their money into and time into. And you know we'll be at the, the Arena Football League starts. Oh, yeah. I think it starts in March. So it would be like right after the tournament. Yeah. So, uh, but then Saturday, they finally got off the snide. The nine-game losing streak to Virginia is finally over. Boom. Which Jeremy had no idea that we had lost nine straight to them. Yeah, I I didn't know it was nine. You want to know the last win? I think we were together for the last win. Really? I know know where I was when it happened because I was pumped. And it, <laughs> I'm going to bring up a story that now I can laugh about, but at the time I was not happy. Uh-oh. Uh, you remember when Zach forgot to pay the electric bill <laughs> and the power was out, so we had to go get the generators at Troy's parents? Yeah. Well, that Saturday was <laughs> was a big game, and Mango Mathiang hit the buzzer beater against Virginia. Yeah. And I, th- I thought you were over at the house. You might not have been. But I know it was over there at the house when it happened. I was there that day because I remember he thought, like, Friday was a holiday or something. No, Friday I got off work and the power was already off. Yeah, there was something where he thought he had until a certain time or whatever. And then it ended up being he couldn't do anything until Monday for them to kick it back on, right? Yeah, they had to wait (laughs) till the next business day. Yeah, so he was just SOL and it was was a tense situation. But as always, whatever cards we were dealt over there... We, we always made do. We had a blast. We man. got two generators from Troy's parents' house, yeah. and we only hooked up the bare essentials. If yeah. you went upstairs, pitch black. Right. <laughs> like you couldn't see it all, and it was freezing cold. That was the sleeping area. Or no. I, that was, was summertime. No, it, was, no. it wasn't summertime. Yeah, it was, not it summer. was about this time. Yeah. Maybe a little bit, maybe a little bit past it. Yeah. Yeah, coming into spring, you're right. Yeah, you're right. Because we were playing, we were playing basketball against Virginia. Yeah. So, but now it's a funny story to think about. At times, like, oh my goodness, dude, I'm so upset. Yeah. Like, I don't have any power at all, dude. Yeah. Taking showers, like you had to take one during the day because you didn't have any. 
Good he seat. didn't have any light. Yeah. I remember AC went out. I remember oh, man. a couple of times we made some adjustments over there that I wasn't even staying over there, and I felt bad for you guys <laughs> as far as, I mean, it was it was just a team effort on everything, and stuff happens. What about uh, what about the time we had the Super Bowl party and I fell down the stairs? Oh, yeah. You were the only one that were like, dude, are you okay? No, I knew it was bad. Like, I, I oh, watched man. it, and I heard it, and I saw you go, like, you put on that face, like, don't worry, guys, I'm okay, and, like, kind of, like, tried to laugh it off at first. No, I didn't try to laugh it off at all. Like, no, I was immediately hurt. <laughs> yeah, but a... you walked into the the um, kitchen and then went down again, and I knew, I could see it. It was not good. Yeah, I ended up walking upstairs and staying in my room for about 20 minutes. Yeah. Because my back was hurting so bad. Oh, man, that hurt. And my foot was hurting. Like, it just was not good. It was brutal. Those stairs were hardwood. There was no And I was wearing carpet. socks like an idiot. Whoops. <laughs> Straight down. Yeah. 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 So they finally got off the snide, even though I'm not even going to attempt to say the guy's name. I'll just call him um, Tyrone Nesby. Is this what I thought he looked like? Uh, Tyrone Nesby trying to beat us. <laughs> that dude had 30 points. And I'm going to be honest with you. Did you watch the game? Some or were, it, or were you yeah. playing basketball? I watched some of it. Did not feel like EA Clark had 20-something points. No. It did not feel like that at all. I didn't see the end, so that's where I missed it. Yeah, so it there was a five-minute stretch where I literally thought that guy, like he could have thrown it up over his head and it would have gone in. Yeah, but he, just, he, he ended up missing the corner. He missed two threes at the end of the game that could have... I'm not going to say won them the game, but would have made it a lot closer. It was weird, man. Like, normally in the game with Virginia, when things happen, I get really nervous we're going to lose. Oh. When Mac got that technical and we talk, we took a two-point, they took the two-point lead, I never got nervous. Everybody around me, like I could tell, was panicking. Yeah. And I was like, I'm, no, man. This team has been putting deficits before this season. And this is nothing. Just get a score, get a stop, and you're fine. Yeah. And you also got – I'm I'm one of those people also that looks at it because, again, I never coached on a high level, but I've coached basketball. Sometimes right. you need a technical to fire your team up and to get the referees to realize, like, hey, maybe we are missing something. Yeah, rally the troops. Yeah, and that was the most perfectly timed technical that Chris Mack has had this season. Yeah, he's had a couple of them, but that one was perfectly timed. He got it right, and the the tide changed. Like it was a terrible miss call that that had happened, and it changed the the tide of the game, and Louisville ended up winning. Yeah, so I was pretty pumped. We don't really have to talk about. There was a game after that. We don't really have to talk about that game if you don't want. No, it's okay. They lost. They deserve to lose. That's what happens when you miss that many free throws. Yeah. Remind me to show you the video that I have of Jeremy whenever they hit that buzzer beater because he didn't know I was recording him. Uh-oh. I can't play it on here if they touch anything. Right. So, but after that, dude, I forgot to tell you this. So, my buddy, uh, my buddy Joe had a birthday party, and it was 90s themed because he was born in 1990. Mm. Good year. Yeah, so we roll out there, and uh, it was in Mount Washington, way out in the cut. <laughs> yeah, so we go out there, and... Uh, so many things that I hadn't seen in so long. One. Because it's a 90s party, you're saying? Yeah. Tamagotchi. Okay. And it was working. Tamagotchi. Two. Wow. They made Dungaroo dip, which I don't know if you've seen recently, that Dungaroos are coming back. I saw that. Three. 
Nintendo 64 with Goldeneye. Boring. With Gold, you can't, you cannot hate on Goldeneye. I can't. I love Goldeneye. So much harder than I remembered. <laughs> Odd job is by far the best though. I, I don't know. I got the babe with the short red hair. Bazungas. Yeah. And then the last, but certainly not least, brought back so much nostalgia whenever I drank this. Surge. Oh, no. Yeah. It's not the only thing it brought Surge. back. How about a heart attack? <laughs> <laughs> that stuff was so good, dude. Yeah. It was so good. I just took a drink and immediately went back to like sixth grade. <laughs> I was like, this is great. So it was the OG Surge. It wasn't even the, like, you had a bottle of Surge just sitting on ice. Well, no, they like sell it, was, it again. It's like Crystal. That's not the real thing, though. Dude, it tastes exactly what, like what I remembered. Does it? That's yeah, because when I though. drank it, I was like, this is exactly what I remembered. All right, that's good, then. Hopefully it does. I trust your judgment. Yeah. But we got we got some games coming up this weekend. The All Star Games. Boom. So I tell you what, let's do the uh, let's do the the draft for the uh, skills thing first. Because that's gonna be that's gonna be faster. Well, it's gonna be all of them. It's not just skills, right? We're gonna do them separately. But I mean, we'll add them together for the points. But we're gonna do the draft separately. I thought we talked about this before the whole time. We're gonna put the dunk contest contest contestants in there i didn't know that's what you were saying yeah we're we're not picking them all so what'd be the point of doing that it makes so much more sense because you've got to value who you think is best because if we have a person who we both want then you got to either choose to take them earlier or take them then what's still going to be like that anyway with the regular draft no terrible idea so what do you want to do you want to put all of those in? That's going to be so many players, though. I know. So you don't take them all. You just have to decide, oh, who's the most valuable player? Which person do I want to take? Because your pick is going to determine my pick. Still very simple. I think you're complicating the situation. So to everybody listening at home, you've got the three-point contest, you've got the dunk contest, and you've got the skills challenge that night. What we're going to do is we're each, Beef and I, are going to take two three-point contestants. You can pick anybody out of those players, right? We're going to take two skills challenge contestants, but we're going to take one guard and one One forward. forward, That's the stipulation on that one. And then we're also going to take one dunker. So by putting them all into the pool and allowing you to take the first pick since you won last year will make this more interesting. All right, so we'll do – I guess we're doing it that way. That's fine. Uh, I'm going to go with my first pick. It's not going to be any surprise. I'll go with LeBron. Le- in the skills challenge? See, that's what I'm asking. Are we, we're I think do- you're special no, so needs. I'm asking you. We're doing all three of these together, right? Yeah. Okay, that was what I was saying. The skills, the way the, I, the Yeah, the way it sounded when you said it is that we were putting all those with this roster. No. Yeah, now you understand why I'm saying that. Oh, my goodness. So, no. Special right. I just explained it to everybody at home, and they all understood it. But it's still, the way you had said that to me, though, way I was thinking, I was still thinking that you were throwing them all the roster together. It didn't make sense to me. Oh. Now you understand why I reacted that way? I was like, that doesn't make any sense. I guess we'll do it that way. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I'm going to go with... Oh, my first pick. LeBron, uh, you're still taking LeBron. No. I'm sure he's got a chance at one of those competitions he's not in. My first pick, I'm going to take Jason Tatum in the skills challenge. <laughs> Tatum is your first pick overall. Well, here's, here's why. Because he lost last year on a cheat shot. No, because bigs are not 
Like, cause we're gonna do certain points for each round. I don't know if you know that, <laughs> but we're gonna. So the winner gets five points, or the winner gets ten points. You get five points for every round that you win. Does that make sense? So here's the thing: if I get a, if I get I need a big, to look at how many rounds are in each. Yeah, contest. if I get a big that is actually talented, that's very big for me. Very big, no pun intended, huh? Well, I'm I'm just gonna let you keep talking yourself into whatever you want to hear, and I'm gonna take the most important player on the board, Aaron Gordon. That's fine. Yeah, that is fine. All right, so we're not going snake; we're just going back and forth. Right. Because I'm gonna take the real, um, the real most important person on the board, and I'm gonna take Dame Lillard. Oh, I thought you were gonna take Derek Jones Jr. No, I'm taking Dame Lillard. You didn't, you didn't talk me out of that one. I know. If you would have taken. Derek Jones Jr., that would have been the stupidest pick you've ever had in your life. <laughs> That's what I was hoping. But Lillard is a terrible pick. It's he, not terrible because they have that four-point shot now. Hear me out. It's a terrible pick because he's terrible in the three-point contest. But then once you bring the deep shot in there, he does have that in his arsenal. So I, I do understand the thought process. So, so far we've got Tatum off the board. We've got Aaron Gordon off the board. We've got Dame Lillard off the board. I'm going to take my guy then, defending champion Joe Harris. That's fine. I'm going to take my guy that won me this bet a couple of years ago. Oh. Mr. Spencer Dinwiddie. That's, okay, that's a good one. I, I will give you. So you're obviously keying on the skills competition here. I that's that, that's going to where you're going to get most of your points. That's a rookie mistake, though, because that's luck of the draw you only have, situation. See, that's the thing. You only have... You've already done both of your three-point contests, or no, you've done no, one and you've one. done your dunk. Right. I still have dunk. I still have three guys there, and you can't pick any of them. I know. That's why I took Aaron Gordon, because he's the only important one who's going to win. Also, I think you should get a bonus for the champion winning. Yeah, for sure. Because they do. get an extra round. You do. Okay, that's fair. The champion gets double the amount of, that the rounds get. You know what I'm so not like gonna... if, if your scale if your skills guy wins rounds, yeah. five, five, and, and whatever, if he wins the title, you get another ten. So I'm going to teach you a little strategy as well, too. Being as though you already took a big, I don't have to worry about taking a big in the skills. And you already took a guard, I don't have to worry about taking a guard. So I'm going to go back to the three-point contest. And I know the other guy you're going to pick in the three-point contest. I don't think you do. And I'm not taking him. So I'm going to take, man, this is a tough one. I'm going to be 100% honest. I've got two names that I'm not sure who I want. But I'm going to go with, do I want to do it? Do I want to do it? Trey Young. Trey, yeah, okay. I'm, I think that was a. I think the other guy who I wanted to pick is going to end up winning. I'm going to go ahead and take your guy that you said it was going to be my worst pick, Jones Jr. All right. Do you want me to tell you who to pick as your additional three point shooter? No, I'll teach you. Okay. Because I've already I, I got a squad right now, dude. Yeah, if you're playing an actual game, but no, I got a squad winning tournaments. Not so much. So I'm going to take Pascal Siakam. That's that my was my pick. other. That was my other thought of of who to take. I think Bam might be a sleeper in that. Sabonis is very skilled, passing and the shooting. Sabonis will key on, and I think that this, you know, I I think honestly, as far as the forwards this year, like it's wide open, and I like that. I Here, hope they all compete. Here's where you may laugh at me, because mm. I only got one pick left. If you take Bertons, I'm going to laugh at you. If you take Devontae Graham, I'm going to laugh at you. If you take Levine, I'm going to laugh at you. But the other name who I wanted to take, I'm going to be very I'm taking mad. Duncan Robinson. No. Oh, no. 
That's the guy who's going to win it. I already know. Duncan Robinson. He's been hot this year. Eric Spolstra said he was one of the best shooters he's ever seen in his life. Spolstra's seen some shooters. I don't know if you've known that. Yes. So, he lives in Miami. There's plenty of shooters down there. That's right. Rick Ross. Um, that dude wouldn't bust a grape in a fruit fight. I know. But Except for pears. He likes. He eats a lot of pears. I saw that. He's very healthy now, um, besides the Cesarep. Um, I'm going to take... I know. I, you want me to tell you who to take? Nope. I'm going to take Pat Beverly. <laughs> so I wanted you to take. You wanted me to take Shea. No. I, I wanted you to take him. Well, I am. Pat Beverly. He's Pat, coming to compete. Because you're not playing defense in the skills challenge. Exactly. But guess who's going to go harder than anybody else out on that list? Who wants to win that the most on that list? Siakam. I hope so. <laughs> <laughs> That would help me as well. I'm okay. You with probably that. do have the two best motors on there, but you know what that means? They're going to be worked up, and they're going to they're going to go they're going to be flat. So who else was your pick? When, who, Tatum, when? Lillard, Jones Jr., Robinson, and Dinwiddie. I missed Dinwiddie. Yeah, forgot Dinwiddie's a good pick. Dinwiddie won it for me a couple years ago. Yeah, he did. I remember that when we were in the fireworks store doing it. Um, so I guess that moves us to our regular draft. Do I still get to pick first? You do. All right. When winners get honor, beggars can't be choosers. All right. So I'm taking LeBron. What's the stipulations on this one, though? Are we only doing points? Uh, Colorado, no, we'll, I told you. We'll do points. You can't shoot. Points, rebounds, and assists. Points, rebounds, and assists. Yeah. That's interesting. One point per? Or are we doing a we'll weighted do, system? Uh, point per for points. Two for rebounds and assists, and then uh, minus two for turnovers. We're going to do – are you tracking turnovers in All-Star Game? They'll tell you on the, on the ESPN uh, app. Are you sure they're going to keep it? I'm sure they will. If they game. don't, then we won't do them. Yeah, I'm good with that. All right, so who was your first pick? LeBron. Shocker. You are a shocker. Where did I write? I'm gonna, I wrote them down for you. No, I know, but I have a list. Don't Don't look. Just, I'm not. I'm just. I'm giving you. This is the rosters. Listen, I don't want the rosters. I want where my list is because I have it organized. Okay, so I'm gonna take the guy who you said is going to win the three point contest. Taking Dame Lillard. Okay. Because he's also rapping at halftime. He gets points for that, right? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's a wrap. If he does seriously make any shots at halftime, he has to win. Like that. I'm going with Giannis. Oh, that, okay. Rookie mistake on your part because no. I was not picking Dane Lillard next. Well, I, I don't care about rookies because I'm only taking veterans. So we've got Lillard, Giannis, and that other guy off the board. I'm going to keep with the East, a.k.a. Team Giannis, which isn't the East. But I think their team is going to have more opportunity for somebody to thrive because the West is going to have more firepower. So I'm going to take Joel Embiid. It's not a homer pick at all? No, none whatsoever. He's also been playing pretty well lately. I'm going to go with James Harden. James Harden, surprisingly, he was not high on my list. I don't think he's going to show up for this. I'll keep the trend rolling, and I'll go with Anthony Davis. Oh, that was going to be my next pick. Yeah, I knew it. That was going to be my next pick. You thought I was sleeping. 
No, I didn't think you were sleeping on that one. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy. It's maybe a little early for some people. Oh, but no. you know just as well as I do that this guy goes hard every All-Star game. Oh, no. I'm going Russell Westbrook. You did not do that. Is that your next pick? That is my next pick. <laughs> I have it on my list. I, it should That's have been, if you didn't, if you would have taken AD before as mm-hmm. Harden, because I told you I didn't want Harden, then I was taking Westbrook there. So that that's a good pick. I, I think to offset that, I'm going to go with somebody who's going to shut him down. I'm going with Kawhi. I don't think, like you said with, with no Harden, defense. I don't think Kawhi's going to play. Hard. Oh. I don't think he's, or I, not that he's not going to play. I don't think he's going to show up. I know. This isn't, Kawhi's not an all-star guy. I know, but I'm hoping now with his added three-point ability, he might show out a little bit. All right. I think a guy, this may be a little, actually, no, I'm not going with him yet. Ooh. I'm going Luka. Really? That's a guy who really didn't show up last year. Yeah, because he didn't play in it. But he was in the world game, Team USA versus the world. This is not good. We were getting dusted by Georgia Tech. Didn't show him at all. Yeah, that's also not good for my picks yet. But seeing what you all have done before, I think I'm good with it. So I've, I've got another one who I'm taking twice. I'm taking Trey Young. I think surprisingly enough, he might come out and try to steal the show. Watched him play in a lot of celebrity games and all-star games in the past. Not the NBA all-star game. But he's got his fair share of shots up, so to speak. There's certain guys I'm looking at on this list that I don't want. Correct. That's yeah. how I have my list broken down. And I think they're, I think you're pushing. You're trying to push them towards me. No, I would. So never I'm going to get that. a guy here that I think you may want. Ooh. But I don't, actually, no, I don't think you will. I'm taking Kemba. Kemba, interesting pick. I'm going to take my last guy that I do want. By the way, As I'll go ahead and mark Ben Simmons off the list. Ben Simmons. Is correct. I knew it was coming. Is that who you were going to take? No, I just knew you wanted him. I almost took him just because I knew you'd want him. Yeah. Team LeBron. I think uh, LeBron always wanted him on his team. That's why he traded him last year. And I think once you said the assists were key, that's when I would take Simmons early. All right. You ready? Yeah, I'm ready. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell I could see being an all-star type player because of the athletic ability. And he can still shoot as well. So I think he's going to thrive in this game. I do think Donovan is going to do better than what is expected to him. I, I had him on my third tier out of four, but on my second tier there's only two names. And one of those names is another guy who I took in my first contest, Pascal Siakam. Not a bad pick. Starter. Not a bad pick at all. Uh, I'm going to go with a guy that um, – it's just he's just like a meh player, but I, I kind of like him, Ooh. and he played pretty well last year. Chris Middleton. Middleton, I don't think that's a terrible pick. I'm gonna go with my last player on my second tier, Jimmy Buckets. Jimmy Butler. That, that was gonna be my next pick. That's a good pick. I was, that was gonna be my next guy. We're getting um, close to the guys that I don't want. By the yeah. way, <laughs> um, I guess go ahead and give me Tatum. So Tatum was on my third tier. I'm going to take off my last player on my third tier. Surprise pick, as your Donovan Mitchell pick was, Brandon Ingram. He was on my list of people I did not want. I think he's a guy who is going to show up and play hard because he actually, I don't think he's going to play hard. I think he's going to get a fair shot, fair share of shots up. All right. I'm going to go with Chris Paul. Yeah. (laughs) Yes. Hallelujah. I think I'm going to go with 
I know what you're going with. You're going with Bam. No, I'm going with Jokic. Jokic. I don't think this is really a game for Jokic, but I'm I'm getting desperate. Give me Sabonis. I will take Lowry. Uh, so there's an odd number of players. No. Oh yeah. So take your guy. I'll take I'll take uh, Rudy. Oh man, are you serious? You're giving me Bam over Rudy? Yeah. I'm not drafting. I'm not drafting. No, because I'm not drafting a Kentucky player. <laughs> not doing it. So my team, I'll read off real quick. LeBron, Harden, Luca, CP3, Russell Westbrook, Kemba Walker, Donovan Mitchell, Demontis Stamonis, Jason Tatum, Giannis, Antetokounmpo, Rudy Gobert, and Chris Middleton. Yeah, you read that way out of order of your picks. My team, I took Lillard, Embiid, Anthony Davis, Kawhi, Trey Young, Ben Simmons, Pascal Siakam, Jimmy Buckets, Butler, Brandon Ingram, Nikola Jokic, Kyle Lowry, and Bam Adebayo. That's because that's how I did it. I just circled them off that list and then just marked yours out. I realized that once whenever I was listening to it. Because at first I go, LeBron, well, he's not reading Giannis next. Something's up. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, so. I I think it'll be a little more interesting this year than last year. But I still, looking at your list, you've got some names. Now, also, I'll show you my list, how I had it broken down. You see I have four tiers? Yeah. I only wanted the tier one, guys. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Actually, tier two, I wanted two. Yeah. So, BJ, myself, and one of our avid listeners, Daniel. Shout out. Went to uh, the Floyd Central Silver Creek game yesterday. That's right. It was it was pretty packed, but it wasn't as packed, honestly, as I thought it would be. For a Tuesday night, it was fairly busy. There was a lot more cars in the parking lot than there was people That's in the exactly gym. That's exactly what D said. Yeah. D said when, he said, if you go by the parking lot, this place is at capacity. It was insane. But when you go inside, it does not look like there's anyone here. And I don't think compared to the parking lot, I think that gym holds more people than what you think. But it's still not a huge gym. Yeah. So, uh, what Silver Creek's number one in their in their uh, class, right? Right, three A. Three A, and I don't I don't know what Floyd Central is. Last I saw, Floyd was top twenty five, but I'm I'm not positive where they fall. So, the whole game was not how I thought it was going to. I almost said the. Three quarters of the game was not how I thought the game was going to go. Right. Am I saying I never expected Floyd Central to have a lead? No. I never expected them to have a lead the way they did. They were absolutely beating Silver Creek at their own game, and they were blowing them out. Every aspect of the game, too. Yeah, they completely took um, Trey Kaufman out of the game at first. He was flustered. And the other thing was none of Silver Creek's – Roll guys were scoring. Right. Like, none of them were. And then once once Silver Creek finally started up their press, they were giving up some buckets, but they were getting buckets back a lot more than what they were giving them up. That's right. And at the end, there was a few things that you called out and that I called out and that uh, D called out. It was just, like, certain things, and then they would do it, and then it would work. Yeah. Like, there was the part at the end where I was like, I would go soft here. And then they went soft, and they got a trap, and I think they ended up getting a steal on the half court. Yeah. Because they were just getting – whenever whenever Floyd Central would break that press, you you pointed out, I said, if they break that press, they're scoring every time. Yeah. 
And it's it was absolutely true. They were because they had a three on one a lot of times or a two on one. Yep. And if they weren't scoring, they were getting free. They were getting free throws. Which is almost more devastating because if you're getting a foul on Jacoby or um, Kaufman or Northern, that changes the game right there. Yeah. Now, uh, Hyde Heinbrenner says how you say his name? Yeah, I believe so. Heidebrenner. Uh, Northern was guarding him, and it was just not a good matchup for him. Yeah. He he was overextending. You pointed this out early. He's overextending, and he's blowing right past him. I think the thing he was ball watching, yeah. and he, he's got to understand that Highbrier was the best player on the court. Now, I do think Northern matched him on the offensive end. Surprisingly enough, he played very well. Uh, I just don't think I would have had Northern guarding him. Yeah, there was a guy that you pointed out earlier in the game that – you said, man, this guy is fast. Yeah. And then I started watching him. I was like, yeah, man, dude, it's pretty quick. And I was like, man, that's who I think I would have guarding. Because I think he would have – first off, that kid played really well off the ball, which is a very underestimated thing in, in basketball in, – in defense and basketball. Right. A lot of guys think, oh, I just need to guard the ball once the person has it. Right. If you play hard off the ball, a lot of times your guy won't get the ball. Well, and it's angles and positioning. I yeah. think he – I told you he's got great basketball genetics. He He's a Shane. So anybody locally who grew up in the last three decades would know the Shane brothers from uh, South Central. Um, I told you Craig played in Iceland for many years. I'm not exactly sure what Scott and his other brother played. I think they might have just stayed locally. But I'm not sure which one of them he's their son. But great basketball blood. And, yeah, I told you the other thing, too. If you looked at his shoe size, he's probably got a growth spurt coming. And also his wingspan is substantially longer than his height. So you put elite athleticism involved, which shocked me. Speed was lightning quick. Closeout time was great. Great length, physicality. I think he would have been who I would have put on him. Yeah. Now, Northern mentioned to us Bryant, Northern being Bryant Northern, former UFL player, former Beef's Beef guest, multi-guest mentioned that he felt as if Co- uh, Cooper Jacoby should have been guarding him. But then when we brought up 22, he was like, oh, yeah, that is a good one. Well, I, he didn't really acknowledge it like I thought he was going to. Uh, he, To me, he kept the Jacoby thought, and I was very surprised at that. I respect his basketball mind. I just think Jacoby would have been unable to guard him on the My perimeter. My worry with putting him there is another thing that I told you earlier in the game that it – I mean, first off – I didn't realize that Northern was in pretty much elite shape. I mean, because yeah. that kid ran around that court guarding him the whole time and still had 16 points. Yep. I thought that it would kill his offensive side, and it didn't. And you see that a lot of times, short-arming threes when his yeah. legs are tired, and he was knocking down clutch shots at the end of the game when nobody else was hitting. He hit the game-winning free throw. Yep. Yeah, he had an and one beautiful play. His, definitely his best play of the game where he read that that screen and roll and hesitated and got through yep. got through a uh, two defenders and laid it up and got fouled. It was beautiful. Wrapped around the freshman kid for Floyd Central, who will be a nice piece for a couple years to come. You could definitely see he was a freshman in this game. That exposed it. But he was competing. And to me, that's the best thing you can do, have a freshman playing against a junior who's a very experienced junior, who's got Archie Miller at the game watching him yeah. as a – High D1 recruit. I mean, somebody else told me that uh, Chris Mack actually has Kaufman as his number one on his uh, list for that year. Now, not number one player overall, just I think maybe because he's a backyard guy. I'm going to give you a tidbit here. Yeah. 
I've heard that that has kind of subsided a little bit. I would think so because I think it's pretty much a lock. He's going to IU personally. And that IU is leading now, that Purdue is second. Purdue? Yeah. It's interesting. And maybe maybe even Purdue is leading right now, to be honest with you, not, not Indiana. Yeah. Purdue is leading right now, but surprisingly IU is gaining traction. I think it was always Indiana from what I've heard. See, I would always heard Louisville. Really? That no. was what I had heard. And I've, I've heard Louisville has always had him high on the list. I think he fits Chris Mack's system. See, I really don't. Really? I, if you think about it, because, I mean, where is he going to play? But what you saw, you've seen him play in person twice, right? You saw no, him I've seen him play four times. Four times, yeah. But last year you saw him play against New Albany. Mm-hmm. This year you've seen him play against Jeff. And uh, Floyd Central. And Floyd. And I think this year the way he plays is completely different than the way he played last year because of, I told you, the role players who he had last year, the seniors on oh, the team. a lot better. He had three guys. He had Zane Gross. He had the point guard. I forget the kid's name. And then he also had the other big who was a stretch big as well too. But his role this year has changed. I think he's taken more of a scoring role on, and that's more of a mid-range jumper. I told you, if I'm scouting him, I'm not going to go into detail. I'm going to leave that for the scouts out there. Yeah. But I'm just going to tell you there's It was certain, pretty spot on when you said it. There's certain keys that 100% positively, if I'm an opposing coach or if I'm a GM who's potentially thinking about him in the future in a draft, he's got to work on a couple of things because he's got tendencies. Yeah. Which every player does. That's not uncommon. Yeah, absolutely. But, yeah, it was a good game. Uh, for those of you that don't know, Silver Creek ended up getting a win and – Trey Kaufman needed all six foot eight of him of himself to make that block at the end of the game. Uh, Heinbrenner, or however you say his name, I'm I'm sorry if I'm butchering that. uh, Had a floater in front of the rim off a missed free throw that would have won them the game. No mid range jumper. the The mid range jumper was the one that I thought was good. Remember, probably about nine seconds to go, he makes a good move on Northern, gets a little bit of separation. Mm-hmm. Northern still played good defense to not let him get to the rim, but I think Highbrider got the shot that he wanted. I think he might have settled, but it's an open mid range jumper, and he's already shot a high percentage. He finished with what thirty one. Thirty one. Now, I thought he had a decent amount of points, but I did not feel like he had 31. It was all the backdoor cuts he was making. That's what was beautiful to me was he understand how to cut off the ball. And if I was Archie Miller out there, I'm not giving him an offer, but I'm telling him, hey, if you want a spot on my roster, come walk on and we'll get – We'll get a preferred walk-on spot for you. We'll get you to work and we'll allow you to continue to pursue your team. If you grow up in Indiana, there's a chance you're an IU fan and you take that position. Now, he's going to have other offers. I think he has other D1 offers, to be honest, and he's only really? a junior. I, I think he will. I'm, I'm not sure if he does right now. I'm just saying I think overall. I told you, every game I've seen, he's been the key to that team. The big guy's also been a major contributing factor, but I think we need to give Floyd Central's coach a shout-out as well, too, because I think the key of the game was that 2-3 zone that he started in completely threw uh, Silver Creek for a loop. I think it took a little while for Silver Creek to figure out where the holes were of that 2-3 because they were changing. It was a matchup version of a 2-3, but it was a packed-down version, too. So once again, if Silver Creek's going to miss shots, that number 10 for Silver Creek, who's also a junior who will be a good piece for them next year. Energy guy. Yep. And just overall shooter, and we'll space the court for those other three guys. you got to have somebody who's going to space the court for them. Not an elite defender, but played hard. 
Um, very important, and he started knocking down shots in the second that pulled them out of that 2-3 zone and extended it a little bit more. Yeah. So got to give Floyd Central's coach a shout-out, though. Um, I'm sure he wished he could have changed a couple of things at the end to slow that run down and change that momentum. There was a key point as well, too, where the game's tied up, right? And the one of the kids from Floyd Central had a wide-open three, and he turned it down. Yeah. Uh, you mentioned at the time he had to take that shot. I thought it wasn't the end of the world that he didn't take it. Hindsight being twenty twenty, if he hits that three, that might have changed the momentum of the game at that point. Yeah, I mean, there's a he had hit a three, a contested three in the first half, and you'd brought up like maybe it's not a shot. Sometimes you gotta make a shot, your shot. Yep. If you have confidence, and I'm your coach, if you have confidence in it. And you're wide open. I'm not upset with you taking a good shot, right? And that was that was the way I felt. Like I don't put you on the floor to not shoot the ball, and like it, if I if I'm playing if that kid's playing that position, right? If you're a center, okay, I'm not putting you on the floor to shoot a three. But if you're wide open and you're a guard, I put you on the court to score and play defense. If you're wide open, you need to take that shot. And this is why I think there needs to be shot clock in high school basketball in all states. Because I'm telling you right now, if I'm that coach. And I see Silver Creek doing what they were doing. I'm literally having Heidebretter come up top. I'm trying to run him off a couple of screens to get him a switch to where Kaufman or somebody else has him. And I'm literally just going to have him dribble out three minutes of the clock until we get one shot. (laughs) Because at the end of the game, if they get a steal and they get a bucket, you're still only down two. But you don't take a chance at giving them another shot if you hold it for three minutes. Terrible type of basketball i get it but i'm just telling you i've seen it work many times at that level so you're hearing something crazy that you may have realized yesterday but daniel and i didn't realize until we walked out what they scored 50 points in the second half yeah because they only had 10 at they had 13 yeah i think it was 26 to 13 i didn't think of it like that to be honest but i knew that that Press, I still am not positive. You mentioned to me you thought they had pressed. I think the key is they didn't score enough points to really put the press on in the first half, they, right? Yeah, they soft-pressed. But that's only off buckets, off yeah. made buckets. They never pressed on uh, – I mean, the press was never set up off offensive or defensive rebound. So if they only had 13 points, you didn't have a chance to run that press. Yeah. So even if it was a soft press, it was just never set. Yeah. But that moves us to our power moves. I got I got one. How many you got? Three. Or, yeah, four. Four. I'll, I'll start with my first one. I, I don't know. It's a feel-good story, right? I don't mm-hmm. know if you saw this, but Steph and Clay were playing rock, rock, paper, scissors on the sideline to see who had to give Andre Iguodala the speech. <laughs> I, Iguodala lost all respect for me, dude. Oh, no. You're still hot over I'm that. So, I'm sorry, man. You, you don't say what you said after it. Yeah. I, I just, I don't know. I loved Iguodala, but that, that made me lose a lot of respect for that dude. Yeah, I wish he would have came back to the Sixers. But you got to look up the video. So. I saw it where they played and uh, Clay lost. And Steph just dominated him. I mean, cerebral athlete on the court, and obviously cerebral rock, paper, scissors player. I think he knew mm-hmm. what Clay was going with. Uh, Clay went with the same thing both times. <laughs> no, it was, it was different, but Clay, uh, Steph knew. Steph just read it the whole time. That's so. my first one. 
You want me to go with the second one? Yeah, too? go go two, and then I'll say mine in your last two. I'll go with the second one. I, I think you got to give. We we just touched on the NBA All Star Game, and there's a couple of players who have their first appearance. It's actually eight players this time. I don't know wow. if you know that. Trey Young. Let's see how many of them I can name. I knew Trey Young. Good. Pascal Siakam. Good. Donovan Mitchell. Good. Jason Tatum. Good. So that's four. Uh, Sabonis. Wait, Tatum was there last year. Sorry. Was he? Yes. Okay. So Trey Sabonis. Young, Pascal Siakam, Donovan Mitchell. Uh, Sabonis. Sabonis. Um, Jokic was there. Yep. Jokic uh, isn't on the list. Oh, man. Uh, Bam Adebayo. Yep. Guy you took right before that. Rudy. Yep. Wow, that's surprising. That's yep. surprising that Rudy. Defensive player two years in a row. Yeah. 2018 and 19. That's why you don't play defensive. How many is game. that? Is that six? Yes. Um. Uh, There's one who's the most important guy on this list who you haven't mentioned yet. He's been hurt with an ankle injury recently, but he's he's by far the best player on this list. I mean, you've got three is it Kimba? starters. No. No, Kimba was there. Kimba's been there. I, I'm not sure. Second-year player. I'm not sure who it is. Luca. Oh, yeah. <laughs> you yeah. told me that earlier. And last one is another first-year guy for the New Orleans Pelicans, Brandon Ingram. Yeah. So it's just amazing to me. Think about it. Eight guys are having their first NBA All-Star appearance. Who will show up and who will show out? I think that's yet to be determined, but should should be a fun game to watch. For sure. Um, so my power move, some of you guys saw me share this video yesterday. My power move goes to Mason Darty, the kid with Down syndrome. Did you see this? I didn't see it, no. Kid hit a couple uh, jumpers. And my power move goes to not only him for just draining the jumpers, but it also goes to both teams and the crowd for swarming the floor and doing the the jump around thing with him. Yeah. It was or not with the song, but like everybody was just hype hype for him. So that's my power move. Experience will never forget for the rest of his life, oh, yeah. right? Yeah, I, lo I love stuff like that. I, I've got two fun ones. Um, not not so much feel good stories though. On one of them, I don't know if you saw this, but there was a young lady who is uh, dancing professionally. Uh, oh, I saw this for sure. And she took a hard tumble. Yes. And landed on her face. Right. Injured herself. She hurt herself bad. Yeah. It wheel, was... wheel bad. Did you see what she looks like? No. I, I didn't see that. She I, is not. She is not ugly. I just saw the video of it happening, right? Because it made its rounds. But the power move is not the fact that she takes the tumble and she keeps doing work. You know what I'm saying? We should all wear our hard hat to work as she did that day. But the power move is that she's already made thirty thousand dollars by creating a GoFundMe account that has then given her money for her continuing to work after the situation has taken place so shout out to that lady i'm not going to state her name if you know what i'm talking about you know what i'm talking yeah. about if not probably don't Google if you don't it. know now you know yeah uh, and last one is my favorite power move this one's my first one on my list because there was a video that came out and uh you, the power move ends up going to danica patrick and aaron Rodgers. 
but they sent a girl in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 400 popsicles because she professed her love for Aaron Rodgers on social media <laughs> after she had her tonsils removed. So she's a little delirious, and I guess she ended up saying that her uh, throat and everything wouldn't hurt if Aaron Rodgers was there. That would make it all better. <laughs> so true fan. And to me, the power move goes to Danica Patrick for getting on board. Yeah. You know what I mean? But to send the girl four – because she specifically referenced 400 popsicles in the In the video. video? Yeah. Nice. And so they, they aligned it. While Rodgers was out playing pro-am tour golf, ended up sending her those popsicles. I think that's that's a great story. So how many beefs do you have? I have two. I got one. So say your least favorite or your yeah, your least favorite one of the two and then I'll go mine. Well, I'll start off with an easy one. Uh, surprisingly enough, women's college basketball and college or women's basketball in general has been pretty intriguing to me this, this year. I've not really watched a ton of games to I'm be feeling honest. some condescending remarks there. No condescending remarks as far as it. I'm I'm just stating, you know, typically I've not been a huge fan of women's basketball as far as watching it and subscribing to that notion but my beef lies with the connecticut suns that's a wnba team okay they traded three first round picks for dewana bonner ever heard of her no oh shocker now she's the sixth woman for the phoenix mercury previously uh she is a 10-year veteran she's a three-time all-star all-star and three-time six woman of the year but you give up three first-round picks. Now, either I'm delusional and uh, thinking that there's probably three picks that could have been put to good use, yeah. um, or maybe they know something I don't know. So they lost the number seven and number ten pick in 2020, and then the 2021 first-rounder, which who knows what that will be. It might be very high based on them not having a good year this year because – they did pick up Skylar Diggins, I heard. Yeah. Have you seen their big three? No. Diana Taurasi, Skylar Diggins, and Brittany Griner. Griner. Yeah. But if Griner gets hurt somehow, and Diggins, I don't think it's the player that she was before she had the child. Can you say that? What? You don't think she'll be the player she was before she had a child? Yeah. Are we allowed to say that? I mean, I don't know. I don't know why you wouldn't be able to. Okay. Well, I was just making sure that wasn't. I don't think she's that great of a player anymore. Griner? No. I think Griner's the best player oh, in the Diggins. WNBA. Skylar Diggins, yeah. Okay. She made all of her money. She's done. So She's still beautiful, though. Still beautiful. Glowing, probably. I don't know about that, but she's still beautiful. Yeah. So I hear that's what happens when you get pregnant. My beef goes to something that I mentioned to you and Daniel yesterday. So all these people that shared a picture of themselves standing a broom up, yesterday because they thought that it was something that they just read on the internet that was correct and didn't take the time to actually read that that was just something that could go on every day of the year (laughs) my beef is with you just read it it said it on there i shared something yesterday it took me two seconds to find yeah but it was on the post that people weren't sharing or were sharing? No, these people kept showing pictures like, oh, it's National Gravitational Pool or the Gravitational Pool makes it to where this broom can stand up today and it can't do it any other day. <laughs> Come on, man. That's yeah. my beef. It's with those people that... It's like the people that don't pay attention to articles. 
Yeah. So the best thing I read about that, I saw a couple of funny posts about it, and there, there were some very good ones, probably some inappropriate ones. DJ's as well too, that, that I showed you guys was pretty good too. Yeah, DJ's was pretty good as well too. But my favorite one was, I think it might have been somebody locally who made it up. I think it might have been one of my friends. I'm not sure if they stole it, so I don't want to accuse them of that. But it looked as if they had written it. They didn't copy and paste it or anything. But it said they thought that a guy had created this because they wanted them to get their brooms out and then to use them. And I thought, man, I didn't say it. I don't have anything to do with that. But to me, that was hilarious. There was a girl who posted that as well, too. She said a guy obviously created this holiday so they would see the broom and end up sweeping somehow. <laughs> well, it was pretty interesting. So I'll go with my last beef. And to me, this is my most important beef. Because... The day and age we're at, you have to be able to evolve and adapt, right? Mm -hmm. and, and I think we've spotlight or shown a light on some things in the NCAA that has not been able to do that. But more importantly this year, we're going with probably the smartest um, group of individuals out there. And it's the Ivy League. I mean, yeah. notoriously known as an academic establishment all of these teams are but for some reason the people who oversee the athletic departments are just not cutting it so the ivy league i don't know if you know this they only allow athletes to be undergraduate students like no no graduate students can come in so now with the transfer rules that completely negates things and also if you redshirt which you can't do in the ivy league essentially you just lose a year you know what I mean? So wow. My, I did, yeah, I did not know that. Insanity. I, I read an article about it today. This is where it came to light. But Mike Smith, who plays for Columbia, is being actively recruited because last year he had an ACL injury. And so now, instead of being able to play his senior year, good player too. I think he might be leading the Ivy League in points at like 20-something a game, 20 or 22 points per game. Now he's going to have to transfer. If he wants to continue on his career, he can either go play professionally or he's going to be a graduate transfer next year. Now, I think a lot of big schools will be happy to have him. Um, be interesting to see where he goes. I hope he gets a great opportunity. But Ivy League, what are you doing missing out on a player of Mike Smith's caliber just because you've got outdated rules that no other divisions have? I mean, why not allow graduate students to play there? And why not have redshirt? I think they're trying to put the priority and the precedent on academics, and I think there's a balance to be had there. You can have a priority on academics and still have the athletics that come with it and not take away from these guys' future. So, beefs with the Ivy League. I can understand that. Yeah. I can understand that. That's a good one. But, I mean, that's all we got for tonight. Um, hopefully uh, these refs pull their head out of their behind because this is getting annoying. It, I, it's taking everything in me. I don't know if you guys noticed, but I got real quiet because I'm getting kind of frustrated. These yeah. officials are uh, a little one-sided for my take right now. <laughs> uh, it seems like they're letting the team play on one side and not on the other. So uh, I don't know. Hopefully things change around because right now I'm as bad as we're playing, we're still only down like eight points. Yeah. So, yeah, it's – frustrating to say the least sensitive sally over here and his emotions i'm just getting a little frustrated because these these referees are terrible today 
Oh, man, it's going to be great. Now, I, I do still think you cover the spread. I'm sticking with my pick. Oh, I still think we do, too, but they're definitely making it interesting. Well, I don't think you need to say that because if you remember correctly, the last Georgia Tech game I went to, you looked at me at one point and said, yeah, they're still covering the spread. And yeah, but the last time I did that, we did. Against Clemson? No, the last time I said that to somebody that was with me, Ooh. we did. Yeah, but the last time I was with you when you said it, you didn't. Because I don't think you said it about Clemson because it was never even in conversation. At this point, the way we're playing right now and the way the referees are officiating right now, I don't care if we cover the spread. If we yeah. win the game, I'll be fine. Yeah. But who knows? It's a lock. It's yeah. all on my sheet. You can see it right here. <laughs> yeah, hopefully this isn't the one you miss. Ooh. <laughs> They're well, 10 for 18. You can still win the game. And not cover the spread, though. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Five and a half. Yeah. All right, so guys, keep liking, keep sharing. Most importantly, keep listening. Boom. And as always, beef out. Peace.